Can you move the laptop here? Because I don't know if I'll pick up. I don't know how well I'll pick up all the way over here. And we are actually rolling. I have to Please do not put your arm around me, Jeffrey. That's freaking. No, no, no. Wait, did you say what a rolling? Yes. I guess we better start then, John. Well, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Chainsaw the Fate Podcast. It's been a little while. Yeah, I guess so. I can't remember what the last one we did was. Last one was so. football. Football. Oh, yeah. I think we actually have reader emails about that. But yeah, in other uh, hilarious uh, fantasy-related news, didn't your sister draft Jay Cutler number one? Yes, because someone at work told her to. I don't know. Oh, yay, Jay Cutler. About half of that draft is people who don't know anything about football. Somebody had to but at one point. Uh, she said he was a Bears fan, but even if you're a Bears fan, that's like me telling you to draft Alex Smith. That's just cruel. You should take Alex Smith. He's going to have a great year. No, he's not. Um. Anyway. For your sake, I hope he does, right? Well, as long as he doesn't kill us, we'll be fine. Anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, more pressing issues. Um, let me let me ask uh, ask you guys a few questions. Um, let's say there's a video game. In this video game, your character is a bount- is a bounty hunter. But before your character was a bounty hunter, they joined the military, and. Your character did not have any parents growing up, so they look to their commanding officer as a uh, parental figure. The catch is the uh, commanding officer is of the opposite sex, so there's like a uh, not not even a romantic thing, but like a weird power know, thing. Not even a power thing. It's just like you know, there's this maternal thing, but it's also an opposite sex thing. So it's like uh, you know, maternal influence or something, and. You know, you want to go out and please this person because, uh, you know, you don't have any parents. Is that sexist? No. Oh, man. It's messed up, but I don't know if it's sexist. Okay, because I've just given you the uh, vague description of Metroid Other M's uh, plotline. Only the roles are reversed. Samus is obviously a woman. We found this out 25 years ago. Spoiler. <laughs> um, Gasp. I think to to say it is sexist, I think is kind of reductionist in the sense that it's there's a lot yeah there is a lot more going on there and there's a lot more you could take issue. It's like uh, people who talk about the Tea Party as being racist. No, there's a whole lot of other crazy going on in some of the fringes of that, but it is not just racism. And and that's sort of my uh, problem. It, if you don't know by now, uh, G4 had a very scathing review written by uh, one of their contributors, Abby Happy, about uh, Metroid Other M. I've read the review. I've played. Uh, I just finished the uh, Lava Boss, where you uh, get the infamous the infamous various suit incident. Because for those of you who aren't familiar with Metroid, in, in Metroid, Samus starts out with all of her power ups and her uh, equipment and everything. Did she in the first? 
not in the first, but okay. like in every subsequent game. All right, the first is the only one I've really played. Yeah, so. like Super Metroid, all the Metroid Prime games. She starts out with all of her equipment and then loses it for some arbitrary reason, like, oh, it's malfunctioning, or, you know, this monster took all my equipment and spread it out in the blink of an eye across the entire planet. Uh, in this case, you know, she uh, runs into... She answers an, a uh, SOS signal and runs into her old commanding officer from before she... Uh, became a bounty hunter, and like I said, there's this weird, like, Samus didn't have any parents growing up, that's sort of her paternal figure, her father figure, if you will, and when she, you know, they go through this cutscene of when she was in the military, you know, she had this weird teenage rebellion thing going on because she was a woman in the military and she didn't want people treating her with kid gloves because she was a woman and she wanted to be able to just sort of do her own thing, so... She's back, and she, you know, she has this internal monologue of, you know, suddenly I'm kind of wondering what he thinks of me because, you know, I've, I've changed, you know, I'm doing my own thing now, but still, you know, we didn't leave on good terms. And the, the device to which she can't use her power-ups is that since she is working with this Galactic Federation squad, uh, a condition of her being allowed to work with them as a uh, independent bounty hunter is that she has to follow the guy's orders. Like, she can't use some of her weapons until he says... And, yeah, there's there's a possibly sexist overtone to that, except this is a slight variation on something that's done in every other single Metro but game. I could see them doing it, like, if it was a male main character. I could see the same thing happen. There would undoubtedly be some sort of pissing contest between the two or some sort of tension. And is there the same thing yeah, in I mean, Metroid? There's, there's there's like, a, there would be er, absolutely er, no change to the story if A, Samus were male, or B, uh, Malkovich, the commanding officer, were female. There, there would be absolutely no change. No, this no is Team Ninja. If Malkovich were a female, there would be, like, a whole hell of... This is the crap. other interesting thing, though. Because it's Team Ninja, everybody assumes that right. you know she's oversexed and all this other stuff. This isn't the case, and there's a clear distinction that people forget. Yes, it's got the Team Ninja logo. Yes, Team Ninja did uh, the Dead or Alive games, which are very obviously uh, a little bit misogynistic and uh, all this other stuff. But that was all under the reign of Itagaki. Itagaki's not been there for two years now. And this is under, like, Nintendo, I'm sure it's not just like, hey, yeah, have fun, go crazy. Yeah, um, the co-creator of Metroid, I forget his name, but he, like, handled the production of this game. He oversaw Team Ninja throughout the entire process, and this was his story, not Team Ninja's. So they have next to nothing to do with this supposed sexism, but I think because it's Team Ninja, they're getting a bad rap because, you know, Itagaki, and I love Itagaki. I think he's a brilliant game designer. Yes, he's sexist and masochistic. You know, that doesn't excuse it, but that also, you know, you can't put uh, his sins on the new Team Ninja. Right. Right. Because they actually go out of their way to make Samus, you know, yeah, she's uh, got boobs and stuff, but she she had that in Brawl, you know, for anybody who, like, played through uh, the storyline mode than that. I've seen more revealing stuff in... uh, 
the brawl cutscenes as I've seen yet to this point in Another M. That is true, because every screenshot I've seen, she's in the uh, armor and not, like, the Zero suit, so... Yeah, she's in the Zero suit for, like, maybe two minutes in the beginning, and then it's like, you know, she's in the armor, and that's pretty much all you see of her. And it's not like she's jiggling around. <laughs> well, I think, I think part of it, too, and we discussed this before the podcast is I have to wonder if some of it is they're taking a character that used to be a silent hero, you know, the silent protagonist in in a Nintendo game, and in that way, you know, it's an iconic character, and suddenly they're giving her a backstory, and it's more, it sounds like more of an emo backstory than you'd expect from Microsoft, or not Microsoft, Nintendo. Um, And I'm I'm sure there's some... uh, expectations there that people have of the character. Actually, you hit the nail right on the head because I remember watching Feedback, which is G4's podcast, and Abby Happy had pretty much the same complaint when they showed the trailer. It's like, you know, why is Samus, you know, doing all this internal monologue stuff? It's like, she's a bounty hunter. She's not supposed to, you know, have these feelings and stuff. She's just supposed to go out there and kill stuff. And I think that's a little bit unfair to Nintendo because, yeah, you know, here, here's been uh, Nintendo's character development to this point. Woohoo! And ah, it worked because they came out of the 8-bit era. And I mean, well, I understand, but I applaud their their attempt at storytelling with Metroid. I think that's probably their best bet yes, for doing definitely. that because there is a little bit of an established storyline. But the storyline is next to nothing. I can I can sum up all the important parts of uh, you know Metroid in like three sentences. Uh, Samus is a woman. Uh, Samus found the last Metroid, which uh, thought it was her mother. Uh, mother Brain killed the la- the last Metroid, and then Samus killed uh, Mother Brain. And that's the story that leads up to Other M. Done. There was nothing else to it. And I think it's a little unfair for them to say, well, this isn't what I, what I think Samus to be, to be, because you know, understand you're entitled to sort of your view of it up to a certain point, but it's Nintendo's character. They can do whatever they want oh, yeah. to. And, and the flip side of it is, if this was just, you know, if this was the first game in the series, there'd be no, like, if, if people saw sexist overtones, they'd go, eh, whatever, you know, a bunch of jerks. This is an iconic character, and you don't, you know, and I, I'm, again, I'm not saying that there are sexist overtones. Around. It definitely, like I said, it definitely sounds like they're fleshing the character out, and yeah, she, you know, she... She does have to have some depth, but it just sounds like they're like the pendulum is swinging the opposite direction, and she's like you know wearing black and cutting herself and crap. It's know. not. It's not even that. But Jen, what did you think? Because you've been watching me play the game since I got it yeah. yesterday. I think her internal monologue makes her more human because it's it's the thoughts that people have. Does this person like me? What does this person think about me? That is human condition. I mean, that's part of it. And, you know, if she didn't have an internal monologue, it wouldn't matter if they drew her as male or female. There wouldn't be really a human in that suit. So it may as well just be a a suit. You, I mean, you've watched me play pretty much every second of that game that I played up to this point. Well, do, yeah. you, do you think in any way that what they've done with the whole 
Malkovich Samus thing has uh, unempowered her in any way? No. See, that, that I'm kind of sort of the same way because it's like, you know, you occasionally run into some of the other squad members, but you're mostly on your own in this game. Right. And when you do run into them, you're saving their asses. It's not like, uh, you know, they're exactly rushing to your aid. There's like one scene where uh, you have this little interactive piece where uh, you're shooting a monster off of you, and then at the end, after like five minutes, one guy finally gets a shot off, and I'm like, well, about damn time, but, you know, that's it. But uh, I, I'm going to keep playing through the game, obviously. Um, if, if you go to my blog, uh, The Porcelain Idol, I'll be doing a write-up there. And if I come into anything particularly... Uh, sexist. Sexist. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I'll bring it up on the podcast, too. But, you know, it's, Other M is not half as uh, sexist as, like, Mario Brothers. That's true. This is true. Because Peach always needs damn, you know... Fat-ass plumber to come save her ass. That's why I loved Rosalind. Yeah, well... Even Zelda... You know, even in Zelda... You know, Zelda has games where she's... You know, useful, like Wind Waker... Or Ocarina of Time. Twilight Princess, she's... I won't say useful, but... There's definitely, like... Not... You're not exactly saving her. Right, you're just... You are... You're just helping out. You kind of aren't. Yeah. But uh, that's that's my piece on other M right now. Um, we'll we'll see if I re- we'll see if uh, Malkovich tells Samus to go in the kitchen and make him a sandwich. Oh, uh, I really wish Lucius were here for this. Yeah. Now see, the thing is, any any time somebody talks down to a main character, I bristle a little bit because that's just one of those things that eats at me as being talked down to. And I have yet to have an issue with this game. Well, I mean, aside so. from the fact that Malkovich waits until you're, you know, you're like 30 minutes into the lava level to uh, authorize the use of the uh, part of your seat that protects you from lava, but that doesn't make him sexist. That just makes him fucking incompetent as a leader. And, <laughs> you know, Samus should have just uh. given him the burden and been like, you know what, it's hot in here. I'm using the damn suit. You know that that's that's on both of them, <laughs> but I don't think that's sexist. That's just game balance uh, with maybe a poor design choice. Yeah, you have to shoehorn mechanics into storyline, but there again, that's the that's one of the good things about Nintendo doing the you know stupid little uncharacterized main characters like in Mario and Zelda is. They don't have to explain everything they're doing. It can be wacky, and it's just good fun. Again, you know, you know they've, with, they've kind of earned it because they're iconic. With, with the narrative of Another M, there's, there's a part in the intro where she's like, somehow the baby Metroid gave me the hyper beam. And it's, it's almost like, you know, the next line should be, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened either. Yeah. Like, just don't... Put a lampshade on it and move on. Don't, don't, uh... <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing Sweep it under the carpet. Ig- ignore that man behind the curtain. Um, so, after... And just for the record, I'm really enjoying Other M, because, you know, say what you will about Team Ninja, they make a damn fine action game. There, I, I said, said it. it. 
But uh, let's let's go on from that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have bad news. I have worse news, and then I have just outright terrible news. So the bad news is that uh, Microsoft is raising the price on Xbox Live, as anyone who has a, an account probably knows already. Um, they're raising it. $10 a year to $60 a year, less than a dollar a month, not a big deal. Except, I, you know, the email they sent out, you know, saying, oh, you know, price change, and here's why we're doing it, I just disagree with the rationale entirely. I, being a multi-console owner, having a PS3, a 360, and a Wii, um, my online needs are different from maybe the standard uh, Xbox Live user. Like, I don't need to have cross-game voice chat. I don't even need to have voice chat in, like, 90% of the games I play. You know, Left 4 Dead 2. But at least with the PS3, I've got a Bluetooth connection there, so I can use that in other ways. But, you know, I'm I'm a little bit spoiled by, you know, getting on the PS3 and playing Street Fighter 4 for free and not having to worry about it. Um, but Microsoft's supposed... Uh, rationale for increasing the prices. You know, they're bringing new features like Hulu Plus, which you have to have a separate subscription for, and ESPN, which, you know, I can get ESPN 3 for free on the computer. I'm not entirely sure what all is going to be with the, the ESPN app, but there's all these applications on Xbox Live that I never use because, you know, there's a free version of them on my computer, which sits right next to the chair where I play video games in. Um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LastFM. Uh, the only one that's kind of neat is, you know, Netflix. But, you know, I can get that for free on PS3 or Wii. Um, so it's like, I I don't want to pay the extra $10 for uh, Hulu and ESPN. Can I just not have those? I don't know. I think if they did the those things a la carte, you'd have more... Because then people wouldn't see it as, okay, I'm paying for this service and, you know, I'm not going to be using, necessarily going to be using every component of the service, but I'm paying for the service. They'd see it as you're trying to nickel and dime me and basically bleed me out. I don't think in charging for a service, especially since um, Wii and PS3 don't, there's no way they can structure it, that someone's not going to be happy. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where I don't use 90% of the functions on Xbox Live. I just use it to play games. That's it. So it's like, couldn't you just charge me $20 a year for, you know, play and then have like a platinum membership wrecking all this other crap if I want it? That seemed like it would make more sense, but... Ten more dollars for all that crap you're never going to use doesn't make sense. I mean, it's like, I, I don't have a PlayStation Plus account, you know why? Because I don't use any of that crap. All the stuff they're selling me, all the stuff that they're selling me on Xbox Live, I don't care about it. I just want to play the damn game. Right. But unfortunately, there are going to be enough 12-year-olds screaming at their moms for chocolate milk and Xbox Live that it's not <laughs> going to matter what we think. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's probably the ultimate kick in the nuts about this, is that yeah, they're, they're not going to see any decline because they're raising the price, because they know they can get away with it. It's the same thing, you know, like, why WoW subscribers haven't said, you know, paying $15 a month for a six-year-old game, maybe not maybe not cool. Maybe you should, you know, give us a break on that. Well, okay. The flip <laughs> side of that is, if you're nerd-raging over a dollar 
a month, then... Well, I, I'm yeah. nerd-raging over the fact that, you know, they continue to charge for something that nobody else is charging for, and it's a whole bunch of other stuff that I don't use. Like I said, it's a dollar a month isn't a big deal. The big deal is their justification for it. Oh, well, obviously that's going to be, you know, the PR spin. Like, I, I commend Microsoft for sticking on the $50 price point for as long as they did. Yeah, definitely. But and they ha- they may have a different Yeah, I don't know what they're doing differently than um Sony is if they are in fact doing anything differently. I I don't know that next to nothing really, but although like honestly before you complain about any online service like Microsoft has there's a blog on the Xbox site called the Xbox Engineering Blog, and they go into, like, some of the things that go, you know, go into, um, you know, like the live service and avatars and, and things like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't necessarily demand that they give me, you know, that they run this service for free. I, I mean... I, I understand what you're saying there, but it's like... I go over on PS3 and I'm getting the same experience online that I am playing on the on the 360. I don't see why I'm paying for it. Well, I mean, if it isn't worth sixty bucks, then you're going to stop paying for it. I mean, yeah, honestly, unfortunately, I would be the only one. So, well, again, that's that's kind of my point. That, like, I'm sure a lot of people think that same thing, but. Obviously, to them, it's worth sixty dollars. Whether whether it should be worth sixty dollars to them, that's another question. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll we'll move off of that. Um, I thought you just switch to PS3 and be done. Say, obvious troll is obvious. <laughs> um, in any case, I like Sony products. There. There. <laughs> um. So. Earlier this week, uh, they announced that Atlas Games is being dissolved, which might be the worst news I've heard since uh, Law & Order got cancelled. Wow, that's a uh, good good analogy there. Although, I've never played... I don't think I've played any Atlas Games. Well, see, Atlas uh, serves a very uh, important role in the uh, gaming community because... They're one of the few publishers that's willing to go out there and take a chance on something that's, you know, maybe a little bit too risky for the American audience. You know, they yeah. they brought us the Persona games. They brought us Disgaea. Um, they brought us Trauma Center. Basically, there will be far fewer... Actually, I did play Trauma Center, but there will be far fewer Japanese games hitting the market. Yeah, and I think that's a shame because they, they brought really some of the best games to the table. Was everything they brought over a winner? No. But I'm hoping that maybe uh, the team behind the Persona games will find another publisher like uh, Axis or uh, Nipponichi Software America, uh, and that they'll sort of carry the banner for Atlas. Um, Atlas Atlas actually, uh, now that I think about it, carried the banner from Working Designs, which I don't know if any any of you guys remember the... uh, Working Designs brand, but they more or less did the same thing for uh, Japanese games, you know, RPGs, things like that, uh, back in the Sega CD day- days. 
Um, they brought over Lunar and Magic Knight Ray Earth and a lot of other games that we never would have had in America were it not for uh, that particular company. So I'm hoping that someone else steps up the way that Atlas did and continues to carry on that banner. Yeah, that'd um, be good. And it sounds like they may not have the full range of games that Atlas releases, but, you know, there are a couple of winning titles that, you know, would be a sure bet for them. Well, Axis uh, released uh, Record of Agarest War, which is sort of right down Al- Atlas's alley. So I'm hoping they keep. I- I'm hoping that those games do well enough for them to where uh, they keep bringing them over. Because uh, you know, the the thought of there not being a Persona Five really just it makes me want to go Persona Three on myself. If you know what I'm saying? Wow, that's that's a horrible thing to say, but. Not yeah, have they actually? Is there actually a Persona Five being there, developed? In there was a Japan? rumor uh, from like some internal Sony documents. Uh, there was a Persona Five listed, and it had the uh, producer of Persona Three and Four listed on there. And you know the the documents were real, but how far along in development that got, I have right. no clue. Um. But uh, as as bad as that is, that's not as bad as the uh, the last piece of news, and that is uh, Satoshi Kon has died. Uh, he died from, I believe it was pancreatic cancer at age 47. And for those of you who don't know uh, who Satoshi Kon is, uh, he is one of, or was one of anime's best directors, uh, known for um, Paranoia Agent, which ran on Adult Swim for a while, uh, Paprika, which was, I, I think, had a small theatrical run. Yeah, so. and uh, Perfect Blue, which was one of his early and the uh, most mind-bending works, but uh, he he also brought sort of the psychological thriller aspect of anime to the table. And I can't think of anybody else that really does it quite like he did. No, it's well, I've only seen a couple of his movies: uh, Paranoia Agent and Perfect Blue. But yeah, um, it was definitely a different genre. Um, which sucks. I mean, he was 47. Pretty young. Yeah, Yeah. he was still relatively early in his career, even though he'd been around for, I think, about 10 years now. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all of my, uh, gloom and doom right out of the gate. So Dylan, you're going to Dragon Con this week, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna finish packing tonight, leave tomorrow. Uh, awesome. I wish I could go, but, you know, Chainsaw Buffet doesn't have a business license, so he can't get media passes, so I can't get them for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Just watch out for the guy with the bunny ears. I told you about. This is yes. a guy on my Facebook page named Joe Ensley. I'm not sure uh, you need to mention that. I don't care. He late. needs the publicity, probably. He needs the Facebook friends. He needs the Facebook. I'm not. I don't know, but he's. I went to high school with the guy. Yeah. And he's his Facebook page now has like bunny ears. He's wearing bunny ears. Okay. And hardly anything else. A little bit weird. And he's like, you know, like Indian style, just sitting there, all pretty like. And he's he said something about he's going to Dragon Con this weekend, so I need Dylan to watch out for him. Um, I, I think he, he had some pictures from AWA. So there's there's a picture of me and Bunny Ears and Vampire Fangs on the telephone. 
Not like that. Not, not like naked, this. though. No. Let me show you. No, I was, I was doing it more like a, a hipster. I was doing it ironically. Since you've, got that, uh, since you've got your laptop up, maybe we need to do uh, fan mail. Uh, okay. Let me put in my secret super password. <laughs> I'm so tempted just to blurt it out. But <laughs> well, if you know me well enough. Yeah, that's what I say. If you listen to Jeffrey at all, you'll probably catch it. Say, this is why you don't give uh, give out your password to anyone. It's just to get into my computer. Oh, you know. Yeah, it's his uh his super variant it has a one, two, three at the end. Do you just never uh clear out your notifications? You have like fifty two notifications. Wow, that's gross, man. Yeah. Here's a That's one of his mild pictures. No, yeah. I think that was pretty bad. Like yeah. a lot of his other ones were just I don't know. This is not cool. That's him we we up can't as like Little Red Riding Hood and you know, whatever you think of the guy, like making. I mean, fun I of was him. I was really good friends with him in high school, so I don't know what kind of snapped, but those are got shoved into one too many lockers. No way, uh, that's Chad. <laughs> I don't know if anybody. He actually tried to play football, so I don't know if he ever got. I don't know. Hit in the head? What are you trying to fly? Hey, listen, Steve Actually, Young had more concussions than anybody, and he's pretty, he's pretty together for but, now. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking Joe forward Wrigley. to the day, you know, like 15 years from now where uh, they do a feature on Steve Young and he's barely able to uh, speak coherently. Look for him at uh, Dragon Con this weekend. Okay. Yeah, with the bunny ears. Here, I'll check the email. All right. Okay. And that email is uh, podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. That's podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. That thing he said, okay, I was going to repeat it for effect, but... Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. Podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. Podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. Sorry. There's going to be a red mark right there, probably. No, you can connect, <laughs> thankfully. And uh, also, uh, can the, you can go to uh, theporcelainidol.com while we're uh, pimping stuff. DylanWolf.com, not that I ever really post anything. Yeah, I don't post anything either, hardly. I did post something on the other end the other night, so, or last night, rather. Just like, I, I really have very little interesting to say, you know. I either have nothing to say or I have, like, pages and pages. Okay, so we have a uh, email from Robert Holman regarding the Parch episode. Um, email reads, I'll start by saying that I love the show. I listen every time you guys post, and I hope to hear more episodes. I just want to point out a couple of things that were in the Parch episode that I feel you guys need to know. First, I'm an avid wild player, and I think you're just a tad too quick to throw the remote option house to the side. Here's an alternative point. I'm extremely glad that people who clog up the bandwidth standing around the damned auctioneer browsing the auction house forcing my uh, cities to slow down the crawl speed even though they aren't doing a damn thing. They can do the same shit from their browser and leave my cities alone. As far as buying pets and mounts, we pay $15 for a service that they provide. They put things you can purchase into the game, buy it or don't. Not a big deal as long as it has no effect on actual gameplay. 
Second, tell Jeffrey that Megan Fox used to be a man. Look at that Adam's apple. Man, baby. <laughs> Finally, Parks is your favorite fan? Question mark. Thank you for taking the time to read my mail. Keep making the cast. Y'all are awesome. P.S. Tell Charlie's answers are usually my favorite. In fact, Chrono Trigger is the best RPG ever made. A couple of things. Go to Darnassus first. Uh, There's nobody there at that auction house. There. <laughs> you know how they could fix that problem with people standing around the auction house? Uh, get them all on a good uh, 12-step program? That, too. Or, uh, you know, make an in-game item where you can remote access the auction house like you can banks, like the uh, banks, like the squire that you can get from the Argent Tournament. Have him be able to, to access the auction house. That Boom. would actually be done. Right yeah. there. If you can't, just go to Darnassus. There's nobody there. And you can go there without any lag. Yeah. I, I'm just so. dismissing the fact that I need to check my auctions, you know, yeah. so often that I need to have on the phone. I think that was our original point. No, Especially at work. No know. question that it's useful, but, you know, the fact that you're... The, the fact that there are some people who are so addicted that they have to check is a little the, unnerving. The next thing we need to address is that, uh, you know... Parch kept emailing us, but Drew's been on the actual, actual podcast. podcast. Yes. I don't know that he, you know, while we appreciate him listening, I don't necessarily that we can call him a fan since he's actually been a member of the podcast. Hey, I'm a fan too. Yeah, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of everything I do. I was the first one to be a fan. Yeah, and then <laughs> came on the podcast. Actually, I think now that you know, once we have like two fans. I think we can no longer do the favorite fan anything anymore because that's just like I, I can't play favorites. That's not cool. Yeah, we could do what we want when we want. That is true. That is my yeah. philosophy. I can do what I want when I want to. This is America. That's right. You don't have to listen if you don't wanna. Dylan, there's a <laughs> email address to you. Dylan, we want our players back. If you could please return Randy Moss and Brett Favre's crippled asses to their time home, we would appreciate it. Sincerely, the nineties. I don't care. You can have them. <laughs> Team you know, Apathy for the win. He don't even know who they are. He just picked them because he heard I know them on I the picked, ESPN one no, day I when picked I was watching. Brett Favre just because it pissed you guys off. It, it doesn't piss off. me off. Well, it got you stirred up or worked up or whatever. Like, we just laughed at you. Exactly. Like, he got a reaction, so whatever. Oh, well, that's um, the only thing. I picked it ironically. I guess that makes me a hipster. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, you did have that case of PBR while you were doing it, wearing the uh, fedora. Oh god, I I don't think I would ever wear a fedora. I'm gonna I'm gonna Photoshop a picture of you wearing a fedora, carrying around some pebs. You'll have to, uh, as we found when uh, when we were hat shopping, you'll have to find a very large picture of a fedora. <laughs> to uh, quote the immortal Chris Sex, uh, "Fucking hipsters, how do they work?" Uh... I think it's what happens when you give, like, when you take a geek and you put him at the top of the social structure. He then decides to, uh, instead of rebelling against the, uh, you know, cruel uh, structure of popularity that kept him down in high school, he merely decides to uh, create his own structure of popularity and his own clique and, and divide people up and leave some of them out and... We do have a ransom note. It says, you have something that belongs to me, Chainsaw Buffet, a particular impact shirt, to be direct. You'll send the shirt uh, to the address you were given, or I will shave your cat. Do not call the police. You cannot trace me. 
You cannot find me. Love always, Parch. Well, first of all, Parch, we do have your Good address. Dress. We can trace you. <laughs> we can find you. Uh, second of all, we do actually have your shirt now. Charlie brought it to the house. Um, so I think Charlie gave it to me, and I gave it to Jen. Yes. Therefore, Charlie and I are absolved. Yeah, so now, now it's in Jen's court, and she left. So uh, There you go. I think she lays in with it over that. No, or, she doesn't. Oh, she doesn't? No. I wipe my butt with it, though. Um, it's probably the cat bed, too. Yeah. The cat is. bed is wherever the cat may lay. Which is yeah. pretty much anywhere. The house. Anywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> this is a great cat bed. <laughs> and so, and good, how much we pay for it. And good luck uh, shaving that cat. <laughs> I heard somebody mention my parchy. Yeah, he... Your parchy? Mike. Not really. Well, Sean may have an issue with that. Oh, she would totally have an issue with that. Threesome. Go for it. Huh, I never thought about that. Mm. That initiates the trade, though. What trade? Oh, you know. You get Sean? Nope. No. No. No, I I still get Liz. Okay. Charlie just has to go get Jen. (laughs) If you're going to cheat on me, I'm going to cheat on you. Damn straight. Because this is America. This... Jen, um, this is what our relationship is based... I, I don't win, no matter what. This is you what our relationship lose, is yes. based on. Uh, I, I, basically, this nuclear warfare, you shoot, I shoot. I, I, I don't win because I'm always going to have Charlie nipping at my heels. It's true. You, you know, you could just, you know, try being faithful to one man. You don't lose doing that. You sure? Have you oh, tried I'm it? pretty sure. No. All right then. <laughs> I'm not good till you try. I'm not good till you try. Yeah, it's true. So Parch is threatening to shave your pussy, cat. Jeffrey, good luck just... to him. <laughs> she will bite him. Dylan, is there anyone at Dragon Con you're looking forward to seeing? The guy with the bunny ears. Besides no. the guy with the bunny ears. Actually. I don't know. There's a couple people I want to get. Summer Glau and Sean Mayer are going to be there, so I'm going to get my... I'm going to almost complete my Firefly collection. Who is... Was Sean Mayer Simon? Yes. Okay. Mayer, I think that was his name. I can't... can't remember the actor's name, actually. I don't know. Like I, I, I hope they're more friendly to you than... Uh, What's-his-face? Nathan Fillion was to me. Your collection. It wouldn't have even been that bad if... Uh, Good Chad, a.k.a. Alan Tudyk, hadn't have been so fucking nice. Yeah. Like, he, he made everybody else seem like an asshole and embarrassing. Um, I kind of want to get... Oh, first, what'd you say, Jeffrey? I said you're collecting fire, Firefly characters? Yes. Signatures. Oh, so those are those people are in the basement. Oh, the signatures. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the those people, people in the basement, basement are mine. Oh, okay. Shh. So. I thought about We're going to reanimate him for use in target practice. Oh, yeah. Now, now that I'm, I've actually watched their BSG, I kind of want to get some of the actors to sign that. Who's going to be there? Um, Edward James Olmos, Aaron Douglas, I'm trying to think. A couple of the other ones I didn't... Because I actually, like, for a second there, for a while there, I was thinking about taking the character cards out of my uh, Battlestar Galactica board game and getting them to sign those. <laughs> Just because it would be different, but like those were the only two actors that... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I would actually more like to go to the panel than necessarily like Get something signed because you should, you should wear your uh, you should wear one of those Team Edward shirts. You know, I thought about doing that. I thought about getting that, but I'm like, 
I couldn't do it. Like, although apparently, I think Chad said that they actually like he knows about them and is donating his profits to some charity, which is awesome. But that is you good. know, like. I don't know. Like I, I couldn't do it. I would feel like such a tool wearing something that even looks like Twilight. You are a tool. But we love you for it. I'm not a tool. In fact, honestly... You're the best tool in our shed, Dylan. Nice. The sharpest tool in the shed? That too. Yeah, yeah. We, I'm don't, not, we don't have a shed. I'm not exactly sure what that means. We have a little place in the back of part of the lawnmower. That's... Let him have this. Oh, okay. I have my wall of tools downstairs in the garage, a.k.a. the storage area. Is it the one where you keep on cutting the wire, too? <laughs> I haven't cut any wires. What do you mean? Is that the one attached to the hedge clipper? Yeah. Oh, the hedge clipper, yeah. I <laughs> almost set the house on fire. Hedge. I didn't almost set the house on fire. <laughs> There's a scorch mark on the bricks outside. <laughs> the, there is... Uh, Quite a bit of difference between a scorch mark on the brick. There have been people out on that deck lighting their hands on fire, you know, covered in bug spray. <laughs> you know, like, bug spray, yeah. You know, WD forty is a different trick. The the mm-hmm. you know, I have uh, when I tried to, like a torch. When I changed yeah. the gas tank on the propane grill, uh, it took a while to get. Everything. You got some distance on that one. It, it did, uh, yeah, it singed my arm hair. That almost blew the house up. Was it? Was that like the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Howard, you know, keeps pouring gas, uh, <laughs> gasoline uh, It's like four or five cans. Yeah. No, it was more like, I, I got it all hooked up, and I'm like, I tested it out, and it didn't light. And I was, for a second, for a while there, I was like, I'm gonna, you know, I, I thought I had a leak somewhere, and I was Something horrible was going to happen. So I ended up, like, I think I left it on while I was trying to light it, and I kept trying to light it a couple different ways. <laughs> and so when it finally did light, whoosh. <laughs> I think I'm just not I getting... I just need as, some more air fluid in here. That's my problem. I think I'm just not getting as, as much pressure as I did with the other tank or something, because it, it takes a little bit longer, and I, I can't just yeah, you know, stick you the lighter in the top. those gases a little bit more. No. Like, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm just messing with you. Uh, do we have any other <laughs> That emails? thing exploded. I think the uh, one where we're being sued for the shirt, too, but again, we've, we've addressed the shirt issue. It is, it, is, it is out of my hand. I I've done it. my part. Yeah, it's Jen's fault. In fact, have you have it. it all right now. No, she doesn't. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, it's like a 5X shirt, isn't it? No, it's a 1X. Oh, is it? No, because we were like, onesie. let's get something that's going to be like mid-range. Somebody might actually be able to wear. Yeah. It's a onesie. Oh. March can wear a onesie, right? Like, that's the sort of thing you want to just frame, though. Uh-huh. I don't know. I... Yeah, I, but you know, a 5X shirt, those things are huge. Sure, he washes his car with it, maybe. No, you don't want to wash your car with that shirt. Not after it's been signed. Wash it with the best. Mm. But, but, since there um, has been such a long wait on the shirt, I did put a extra little prize with the shirt. You have sent it, though. No, no. No, it's still sitting on top of the printer. I saw it like ten minutes ago. Uh-huh. There's no way she sent it. Um, I actually, uh, I'm going to um, to to hand it over 
in person, and uh, I did put an extra little prize with it. Pris- prizes, prizes, prizes. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that like Parch knows us personally. Yeah, Par- Parch is one of the trip to uh, the uh, Chainsaw Buffet Studios to play Dungeons and Dragons with us. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. But no, no, no. If, if Parch had, uh, if, if, if it had been just some random guy off like the Impact forums, and the prize like, is a brand new shiny pair of dice. Guess what? We're not going to give you a, uh, you know, a damn thing. You can have this. You can, sure, you can have this shirt. Where's my shirt? Or you can have what's Where's in the mystery shirt? box. <laughs> the shirt, the, the mystery box could be anything. It could even be an autographed shirt. You know how much of one of those. Here, here's the problem with the mystery box. Whatever's in it, we still have to send to them. Which could be air. Could be my farts. Well, you yeah. still have to send it. The boogers. Could be a turd. There's a, there's a dog turd in here. An oh. old toothbrush. Anything. It'd be awesome. The neighbor's note. I'm in charge of the mystery box. It's going to be awesome. Is it, is it going to, to be a comic you. where uh, Adam Elkovich tells Samus to go in the kitchen and make a sandwich? Oh... Where it says, I don't like that suit you're wearing. You're not going to go out in the house dressed like that? <laughs> you cover up that zero suit, Samus. It will be... Uh, I need to... I'm trying to do the one. It'll be a cold day in hell before I let a woman use weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all this, all this advanced science and technology, I, I don't understand. You need a knife and a plate to make a sandwich. You don't need lasers and missiles. That's men's stuff. Oh, God. Somebody send this podcast to Abby, Abby Happy right now. Oh. Oh, well, it looks like I better get my ass back in the kitchen, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Your chain go, broke. Get back to the yeah, stove. Come back to the kitchen and sell me a sandwich. <laughs> oh. That's my mama. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs>